Hey guys, welcome to Wrestling Days and welcome to this week's Everything You Need to Know About Smackdown. This week's Smackdown, we're doing the full review, all of the results, uh, absolutely everything, full show breakdown uh, and uh, hope everyone is well, hope everyone enjoyed the show. There's some big talking points here nothing massive in regards to like oh my god such and such came back although there is potentially that as well but um yeah there's a few talking points um the one that seems to have created quite a bit of buzz and i saw a few people uh, talking about this just a quick look on social media uh the fact that michael cole said like a buzzard now, it could mean something. It might not mean anything. But, of course, if you use the word buzzard, that is absolutely going to get people talking and that's going to be something that people will read into. I think what's going to be really interesting is on next week's show, maybe even Raw, but next week's SmackDown, if there is definitely another mention, if the word rambling is used, uh, if the word uh, huskus or... Anything that's connected to Funhouse or Bray is used and it feels a little bit out of place. That will be interesting. It's hard to know if this is a one off, if really it's just he's used the word buzzard um, and it's not actually connected to anything. Or is it a case that uh, this is actually the start of the teases that will ultimately bring back Bray? So I don't know. Look, Bray fans are going to read into this. It's going to be a big talking point. Uh, I feel like there's nothing really else on the show, kind of, uh, nothing really else on the show that's going to really grab social media's attention. Uh, so I could see this one playing out and being a big co topic of conversation. But um, yeah, we can talk about that when we get to the actual chat uh, and when we get to the moment itself. But uh, plenty to talk about, plenty to go through. Let's get straight into it. So uh, Rhonda is in the ring. So the show opens. We see Rhonda walking past the commentators. She gets into the ring and she said she is not leaving until she is reinstated. This is kind of a nice little uh, uh, Stone Cold, Daniel Bryan, anti-authority kind of a vibe. Uh, crowds are, they boo her at first. The crowd are a bit weird tonight. They're brilliant tonight. It's a great hot crowd. Brilliant. But there's a few moments where they're not quite sure how to react. That might be them or it could be fake crowd noises. Not too sure. But at first when we see her, there certainly feels like there's booze. And it certainly feels like she's not getting the strongest reaction. But then as this segment plays out, her name is chanted. Ronda Rousey is chanted. We Want Ronda is chanted as well. So, um, yeah, definitely uh, conflicting emotions here by the Montreal crowd. Uh, so she's in the ring. She said she's not leaving. She calls out Adam Pierce. Adam Pierce comes out. Of course, he doesn't come alone. Uh, he brings security guards. You can imagine how that goes. Uh, the security guards are easily dispatched. And there's a there's a moment here I love. Uh, the one guard, I can't remember what she does to the guy on this side. I don't know if she pushes him over, kicks him or does something. But she deals with the, the guy over here to her left. And then... Bang! There's a just a punch. It's a simple punch to the guy on her right. And it looks beautiful. It looks absolutely beautiful. It's like dealing with him. Bang! And she just absolutely throws this shot. Sometimes, and a lot of times in wrestling, the punching, the striking, just looks really poor. Just looks really sloppy. Just looks really, like, tame. Full short. You can see it's missed by a mile. This thing was beautiful. Absolutely. And to the point where I think she might have actually punched him. I think she might have actually punched him. I don't know how much she pulled it and didn't actually connect. But it, it looked great. It looked really, really great. So I was swooning about that for a while. Uh, so really uh, uh, enjoyed that. Of course, the end result is police officers end up coming down. I was joking on the watch along because I was saying she's just got into the ring and said, I am not leaving this ring until I am reinstated. I am going nowhere. Literally seven minutes into the show, she's in the back of a police car. So uh, she managed to defy the authority for around about seven minutes. Um, so her protest didn't go well. 
she is uh, arrested, put into the back of a police car, taken away, and we wouldn't see Ronda again. But uh, it's interesting what they're doing with her. I really thought that the suspension was designed to just write her out of the picture for a while. Um, but seemingly not. Seemingly, we've got something a bit edgy that we want to do with Ronda, and I'm I'm here for it. I feel like it's working. If you listen to the crowd, they're chanting Ronda Rousey, they're chanting We Want Ronda, certainly making this seem like the biggest badass on the roster. So I think this is all good stuff, and it's all working. So, uh, yeah, good start. Uh, we then saw, as we were about to go to our first match, that Bailey and co arrived. So Bailey, Dakota... Uh, EO, they were in the crowd, front row, of course, uh, and uh, they had uh, EO had even picked up a T-shirt. So I feel like they went to the merch stand as well. So they're having a great time. Uh, so, uh, yeah, she's picked up her SmackDown 1200 shirt. This was the 1200th episode of SmackDown, something which I don't remember them mentioning last week, uh, something I think someone might have discovered during the middle of the week as they were at the office or something. But, um, yeah, they made, like, special shirts. We would see Drew wearing one at the end of the show. So they came out, and they sat at ringside. And that's because our next match was in the women's tag team tournament, a tournament that, of course, EO and Dakota are in, although they are on the other side of the bracket. This makes me think it's probably quite likely they're getting through to the final because they're already scouting whoever they could face in the final. So, um, you know, we're not seeing Alexa and Asuka, but we are seeing EO and Dakota. So I'm feeling pretty good for them going through to the next stage. Uh, obviously, they're on the other side. They will face uh, Alexa and Asuka. But uh, here we got Toxic Attraction, NXT tag team. They were replacing uh, Nikita Lyons and Zoe Starks, who uh, apparently uh, weren't medically cleared to compete so Toxic Attraction took their places instead. Uh, they were in a match against Natalia and Sonya Deville. And I was saying in the first match, like, I can see either team going through because I think the winners of this face Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah and they're a face team. These two teams are heel teams. So either team could go through. And um, I didn't know if Triple H might want to go with the experience of Natalia and Sonia, you'd have to think that would be a better match. Or do you go with the youth? Do you go with the new fresh faces and just, you know, what will be will be? I'm sure it'll still be a good match. But I think having like a veteran like Natalia in there is, you know, a great way of ensuring it's going to deliver and it's going to be good. This is a gamble. It's a gamble because, you know, this isn't the way he went. He went with toxic attraction. Toxic Attraction, get the win. Uh, they beat Natalia and Sonya. Bit of a surprise, dare I say, because it was only just before this show started we found out Toxic Attraction were in the tournament. I mean, they replaced Nikita and they replaced uh, Zoe Stark. So the fact that they are late replacements, the fact that they have got through, I think is a bit of a surprise. But it's cool. I'm into it. I'm here for it. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. So uh, we saw these two progressing and going through to uh, the next stages. Then uh, next up, we got this great moment backstage. This was Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns. Roman was on his own. No Paul Heyman, no Usos. And uh, it was literally uh, Roman and Sami backstage. Sami, the honorary Us. Uh, I love this uh, segment because it had quite a bit of time. And what I loved about it is you didn't know where it was going. We had no idea where this was going. So first of all, Sammy being welcomed in by Roman. That was awesome. That was so much fun. So uh, he goes in and he's like, oh, I can't believe it. I'm actually speaking to Roman. He's like, really? Because oh. he's been having to deal with Usos. He's been having to deal with Paul Heyman. But now he's in there with Roman. He was loving it. So he went inside, he sat down. You can see his little face on screen if you are watching on YouTube. Uh, and uh, Roman was like, you know, how's it going? How are you doing? Uh, and they were just having a little bit of a chat. And uh, basically, Sammy was saying, like, Jay is getting in his ear, telling him he's got a level up oose and all this kind of stuff. And he's like, you know, I took a took a bullet last week, took a bullet uh, like in on SmackDown. I think there was a Claymore that Sammy took. And, uh, you know, he's saying, you know, I'm, I'm here for you guys. 
and uh, I want to do what I can do. And, you know, it's just constantly interfering. He's constantly getting on me. And amazingly, Roman turned around and went, I, I understand. I agree. And like Sammy's like, what? And what? I mean, this was really interesting because you just don't know is like Jey Uso in the room. Is Roman about to get up and go and get him and just let them beat up Sammy or something? Like, didn't know where this was heading. But every single, like, sentence, you're just like, oh, what does that mean? Where's this going? What's happening? It was really edge of the seat kind of gripping. It was great storyline stuff. Uh, Roman does get up and leave. And then uh, Roman's phone rings, and it is Jey Uso. And so uh, Sammy picks it up. He's like, hello, Roman Reigns' phone. And uh, he answers Roman's phone. And uh, he's like, because Jay's shouting at him down the phone again. He passes the message on. Apparently, the Usos are stuck at the border. We are in Canada tonight. So uh, they're stuck at the border. And uh, basically, Sammy's like, look, don't worry, I'm here. And Roman's like, yeah, okay, you are, cool. And he's like, I'm going to go and get ready for my intercontinental championship match roman's excited at that he's like that'd look good in the bloodline there's a nice little moment here i love this depth to this story because something's going to happen with sammy someone's going to turn on him and i feel like sammy will end up going up against roman or will get a partner and go up against the usos and all of this is just adding to the backstory it's adding to the build as we uh, get towards that moment don't know when that moment will come but um, this was great. This was great. Anything to do with Sammy is just working for me. He is such a great performer. And obviously Roman is the tribal chief. So lots of love for this segment. Lots of praise. Ultimately, it didn't actually lead anywhere. <laughs> Ultimately, we just find out the Usos are caught at the border and that is it. That is pretty much all we get out of it. But still, it was uh, it was a fun journey. Then uh, we had maximum male models in the ring, and they were attacked by Hero. This is gonna divide opinion <laughs> because Hitro came out. They get rid of maximum male models, um, get them out of the ring, and then they break into song. They do a rap. They do a hippity hoppity track, uh, which this really will divide opinion. I can tell you that I did a poll live during the watch long. I think we had about 500 votes, which isn't bad. That is not a bad sample size at all. Um, and I can tell you that it was 50% of people liked the track, 49% didn't. So it would be like, I don't know, 50.5 against 49.5, something like that. But um, just tiny, tiny majority, tiny majority thought the track was better than uh, those that didn't. But um, I, I, for me, I, I don't know. I really don't know. I understand they're a hip-hop group. I understand they need to do tracks like this to show that they are not just faking it. Because B-Fab can actually like rap, and Top Dollar did a good job. I think my problem with it is the track itself was not great, but also the backing sounded so flat and dare I say even out of key at times like the the back in just did not sound great at all it really didn't sound great so you know for me would I race out and buy this track is this a track that I think was worthy of being on the show I'd have to say no I'd have to say no and I'd have to say if 50% of the audience didn't enjoy it I don't think that's a great success rate so I do think what they could do, though, someone in the chat said, you know, like maybe they should do like the acclaimed where they just come out and just do a couple of lines. And I could definitely see that working. But the problem you've got is that you will then be compared to the acclaimed. And that's not a comparison you want, really, because they've been doing it first. They do it really well. It's it's kind of their shtick. So if you're going to take that, you're just going to be seen as being a rip off acclaimed. So I understand you've got to do something different. I think that once they're in a feud, you could do like proper videos, music videos, diss tracks. Keep them short. Don't We don't need them out staying there welcome. Just give us the highlights of them, right? We don't need the full five minute thing. But um, yeah, I think you could do that. And that would be somewhat different. And uh, also would play into the feuds. This kind of in-ring live performance, uh, I'm not sure. I think this did, I don't want to say it did more harm than good. Because as I said, the poll we did was pretty much 50-50. 
But if uh, 50% of your audience didn't enjoy it, I just don't think that's a good enough hit rate. So I would I would go a different direction. Let's put it that way. I would go a different direction. But feel free to let me know if you enjoyed it. I do expect this to get mentioned in the worst part of the show question we ask at the end. Not completely, but I do expect it to be mentioned. So that was uh, my thoughts on the uh, hit row stuff. When they came out as well, they did this little thing in the entranceway. All three of them kind of wiggled their fingers together. I've said before about how, like, for me, they just try a bit too hard to be cool. And I just, I don't know. I just don't know if, like, I don't know if real hip hop groups are doing that kind of thing or if this is what they think they should be doing. I don't know. It's I just really this group. I, I see the potential and I can see they've got skills. I just feel like we we need to work on the presentation a little bit. So don't know. I'll be interested to see what people think about that. 50 50 is what it seems like uh, just going from that poll. Next, uh, after that segment, there was no match or anything there. They literally did their track and went. Um, but next, we saw Carrion backstage with Scarlet. I thought this was pretty good. Uh, it didn't blow my mind, but um, it's just a little backstage vignette thing. And uh, basically talking about how, you know, Drew is the chosen one and how Drew seemed to get upset when he said that before. And they played a little bit of Drew's recent promo. And um, it's just a little backstage thing. I did wonder if he might get involved in the show tonight, but he doesn't. Um, but it was fine. It was cool. And uh, I think it served its purpose. Just reminded people that uh, Carrion is around. Didn't need reminding that Sammy was around because we went to our next match. And wow, what a reaction for Sammy Zayn. We are in Montreal, Canada. And uh, this crowd were going flipping crazy for him. They were olaying. They were like, ole, 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 ole. Ole. They were loving it. They were loving it. Sammy was getting just a monumental reaction here. It was wonderful. It's brilliant. I mean, the crowd were vocal and great anyway, but this, they just, they stole the show here, the crowd for me. This is a fatal five-way match. So this would see Corbin taking on Madcap Moss, taking on uh, Sammy, taking on Sheamus, taking on Ricochet. And uh, the winner would go on to take on Gunther at Clash at the Castle. Going into this, I thought if it was going to be, I didn't know it was at Clash. If it was going to be like next week or the week after, then I thought there was a chance that Madcap could win because he's a face and uh, Gunther against a face makes sense. Um, if it was going to be at Clash, I felt pretty good they would go Sheamus because Sheamus is from Ireland. That is literally just over the water from Wales. So you've got to think there'll be a fair few Irish people in uh, Cardiff for Clash at the Castle. So, yeah, I thought that uh, Seamus would likely be the one. But Sammy was a curveball because the crowd was so hot. You just didn't know if they might call an audible. Just didn't know if they might go, oh, my God, just go with Sammy. This crowd is insane. But, you know, bigger picture. We're at Clash. It makes sense that it is Seamus. So uh, the match uh, goes on and uh, there's... Great crowd. There's Mishinoku drivers. There's blue thunder bombs from Sammy. He comes close on a few occasions. He gets injured. Uh, he comes back from the injury um, mid-match. Gets in, hits a halluva. I thought it was done at that point. When Sammy hits that halluva kick, oh, my God, it's beautiful. Third, one, two. He's about to get the three, and Corbin drags him out the ring. Uh, and I really thought he was going to get it. Then I thought Sammy was going to get it. But uh, he gets pulled out of the ring. But bottom line is it is Sheamus that gets it done. Sheamus uh, gets the win over Corbin, pins Corbin. And uh, it is Sheamus that will go to Clash at the Castle to uh, take on Gunther. But as we said at the start of this, it's I think during this match where Michael Cole mentions Buzzard, I think he's talking about Corbin and he says that he's, you know, like a buzzard. Or something along those lines. Uh, Corbin's like a buzzard, acting like a buzzard, or ripping through everyone like a buzzard. I mean, it might, it, as I said, it might be summer. It might be nothing, right? But um, either way, it's going to have people talking. So it is just worth uh, mentioning. Uh, so, yeah, uh, you had that happen. And uh, as I said, it was great to see the crowd reaction for Sammy. 
Uh, then we got, and this was really interesting. Do you remember how I said earlier how there was no one that returned? That is Sarah Logan, right? You know it. I know it. WWE knows it. That is Sarah Logan, right? Sarah Logan, to all intents and purposes, in my mind, was in this segment. Now, is she back? I don't know, right? Was this a one-off just as a way of, you know, can we have Sarah in this segment? Like, Hunter, would you mind if Sarah's in the segment? No, fine. Do it. You know, we'll give her a bit of money. If it makes the segment look better, fine. So is it that she's just a one-off appearance? You don't see her face. You don't see her face, but there's clearly a third person that puts the kind of war paint on the Viking Raiders. They're burning New Day merch. This is the New Day funeral, a Viking funeral for the New Day. So we see the uh, Viking Raiders, and then we see this person, who I can't stress this enough, that is Sarah Logan, right? That's all we see of her is just from the back. Is You can see the dreads. You can see the lady arms. It's uh, Sarah Logan. Um, but I don't know if she's back full time. I hope she is. A wonderful, wonderful opponent for Liv Morgan. Wonderful opponent. Used to be in the riot squad, can come back jaded, can come back upset that that Liv has gone on to become champion and what Sarah was just discarded, booted out of the company, not given a second thought. So it's a, it's, it's a story that tells itself, man. I'm so excited about this. I really hope she's back. I really, really hope she's back. Really hope she's back. So uh, this segment was all right. There was a lot of, you know, mumbo jumbo in there. Um, just about them, you know, ending the new day. And that was it, really. It was literally them just burning new day merch, big fire going up into the sky, Viking Raiders looking moody, Sarah Logan, but you don't actually see it, Sarah Logan. And that was the end of it. Next, uh, we got Liv against Shotzi. Liv got uh, an all right reaction here, you know. Uh, the crowd are not going crazy for her. The uh, The crazy crowd kind of reaction for her before she was champion has definitely simmered down. But this was not the reaction from two weeks ago that I didn't hear any you tapped out chants. I uh, didn't hear that. I didn't hear loud boos or anything like that. There was definitely people in the crowd with uh, live signs. She acknowledged those. There was definitely people that were applauding as she came out. But this is not a, a overwhelmingly positive reaction for her. I think that SummerSlam uh, ending has definitely stalled her momentum but really it's just down to what they want to do now i think the further we get away from SummerSlam, the more that it will get forgotten about and we can get back on track but uh equally if they do want to make a thing out of her kind of getting these mixed reactions they can still go with that and do something with that but right now it feels like she is a face she's being received all right it's not as great as it was but it's still all right and uh, she gets a clean win here over Shotzi. And then uh, Shayna attacks and Shayna was getting loud boos. There was loud boos for Shayna Baszler. And uh, she gets the arm of Liv. She twists it over. She goes to stomp on it. Liv screaming her head off. Crowd are booing Shayna out of the building. Goes to stomp on the arm and uh, basically says, I'm not going to. She stops herself. Says she doesn't want to. She's going to do it in a few weeks time at Clash at the castle. And don't forget, we are going to do the watch-along for Clash at the castle. So uh, you can join us for that live watch-along, and we will do the post-show review for that as well. So it's getting closer. It's getting closer. It's not that far away now at Clash at the castle. So I think is next week might even be like go-home shows, actually. I'd have to double-check that, but it's really not that far away. So, uh, yeah, Shayna coming in. Teasing she was about to break Liv's arm, but she doesn't. Uh, next, we get ready for our final segment. Uh, a lot of the matches, that five-man match in particular, got quite a bit of time. So believe it or not, like, we are now just about 15 minutes away from the end of the show. Like, it's it's honestly flown by. I really feel like I've forgotten segments, but I haven't. I've got all of my notes that I've been taking as the show has gone on. And um, I don't know. I mean, it just feels like it was easy to watch, easy to sit through. The pace of the show was great. It was one of those where you turn around, you're like, there's only, what, 15 minutes left? How's that happened? And um, it, was just, it was just a pleasure to watch. It really was. 
So, uh, yeah, at this stage, we're towards the end of the show. And uh, we can see Drew in his SmackDown uh, 1200 shirt. Uh, he gets his jacket. And as he gets his jacket, there is the timer. Carrion crosses, I don't know what you call it, an egg timer or something. Um, sand counter, I don't know. But uh, that thing, uh, that is um, uh, whatever that thing is, a timer. I'm just going to say timer. I need to find out the actual words for it. I keep wanting to say egg timer, but I'm pretty sure if you use that to time your eggs, your eggs would be ruined. So uh, I don't think that is what it is. But either way, he um, moves his coat. It's there. And uh, that's that. That's it. That's it. Just a reminder that Carrion is still around. Already in the ring or just coming down to the ring was Roman. Uh, Roman says uh, he's not here every week anymore. So that means people can say stuff without, like, repercussions. He said if anyone is going to tell you they are the face of this company and it is not him, they are lying. If anyone is telling you they are carrying this company on their shoulders and it's not Roman, they are lying. And uh, he starts going down a list of things. This brings out Drew. Drew McIntyre comes out. He gets into the face of uh, Roman. I thought Drew did well. Roman stumbled a little bit, actually. Got to remember, there's no Usos. There's no Paul Heyman. So Roman, a little bit vulnerable here, is on his own. And actually, that's what Drew says. Drew, Drew says that he's an undeserving champion. Uh, says that, like, you know, Paul Heyman does all the politics side for him. The Usos do the physical side for him. And, uh, you know, none of them are here now. And he fancies a fight. Drew takes off his shirt, gets ready to lay into Roman, uh, about to deliver a claymore and the honorary ooze. He's all over this show. Backstage segment, big part in the uh, match in the middle of the show. Here he is at the end of the show. Great night for Sammy. So the honorary ooze takes that bullet again. Uh, and uh, this allows uh, Roman to kind of get out of the way. Unfortunately, Roman can't capitalize and uh, still ends up on the receiving end of, I don't know if it was a claymore or a strike or something, but uh, he ends up uh, going down and the show ends with Drew McIntyre standing over uh, the, I don't want to say lifeless. He wasn't completely lifeless, but he was down and he was hurt. Uh, Roman Reigns. Roman was uh, definitely uh, hurt, but not because of uh, any failure by the honorary Oos. The honorary Oos did his job. And um, as we said, the show came to a close. Weird finish. I think this finish is one that felt like it was a go-home show finish. I am very interested, though, to see what happens next week with Roman and Sammy, because Roman could actually come out next week and heap praise on Sammy. And say, you know, listen, when my family weren't there for me, you were there for me. And, uh, you know, he could make a big deal out of the fact that Sammy took that Claymore uh, for him. So I think there could be some interesting repercussions here. Obviously, I'm interested to know if next week there's going to be a mention of anything to do with the Funhouse. Uh, if there is, then that definitely adds more weight to uh, the argument that uh, something was mentioned this week. If not, then it could be that this is just, you know, Michael Cole saying the word buzzard and that is it. Um, so I'm interested in looking at that. And, uh, well, oh, Sarah Logan. I'm interested to see if she'll be on the show uh, or if she'll be referenced or shown or don't know. There's, uh, yeah, definitely things to look forward to for next week. Uh, I think next week they said that we were going to get Ricochet against Happy Corbin, which I wasn't that excited about. And uh, another tag match, I believe, in the women's tag tournament. I think Raquel and Aaliyah against Toxic Attraction. That's been made for next week also. So a couple of things uh, next week. But really next week is we've got to be close to the go-homes. So uh, I'm thinking it's it's, it's go-home time. So. so that was it. That was this week's SmackDown. Let's see if we can jump into the chat. See what the uh, chat is saying. Hourglass. Ah, okay. Hourglass. I will try and remember that now. Hourglass, yes. It's one of those words that I've heard. And when you say what's an hourglass, I could I could draw it. But it's just, it's a word I never use. Never used hourglass. Egg timer. That's what I would know it as. But an hourglass, yes. Very good. 
live is boring, says Jabba Gaming. Uh, Joe said next week will be interesting. David says, uh, see you tomorrow for boxing and UFC. Yeah, big day on the uh, Wrestling Days channel tomorrow. We will be doing Joshua Usyk uh, watch along. Uh, we'll be doing the undercard as well. And uh, we will be doing UFC 278. Uh, Ronda Rousey is in jail, says uh, Brandon. Melissa said, Hit Row versus New Day would be good. Hit Row versus the new Viking Raiders and Hit Row versus the Usos. I think Hit Row against anyone's fine if it just stops them from singing. So, uh, I mean, look, it wasn't that bad. As I said, I thought B-Fab was actually quite good. And I think Top Dollar can uh, rap as well. I just, I don't know if it's Ashanti the Adonis doing the backing vocals, but that to me sounded like the worst part of that song. And I just don't think the song itself was very good. Uh, Kyrie said, Roman could lose if USA Network want a world title. Uh, James said, Uso's not on SmackDown. They won't be on Raw if they're not allowed in Canada because of the DUIs. Excellent point. Yeah. Um, but, but, but you people want Liv to win. Uh, I think people are split, aren't they? I mean, I think Liv will win at Clash at the, Cham- uh, Clash at the Champions. Clash at the Castle. I think Liv will win. But um, I think people are a bit divided on it now. Um, Days, I think that Sammy Roman segment was the best part of the show. Yeah, we spent quite a bit of that, actually. Even as I was talking just doing that review, I was thinking I'm spending too long on this uh, as I was chatting away. But uh, actually, when you look at the show overall, I do think it was a really fun part of it. Yeah, so I agree. Uh, I started to watch late. Was something about Bray mentioned no, only the word buzzard. So uh, I believe it was something to do with Corbin and uh, the word buzzard got mentioned. That, I mean, literally, that is it. There's no rumors of Bray coming back or anything that's nothing more that's been reported. We know that he's been mentioned in their creative and um, I've, I think he will return. Whether this is connected to a return, I have no idea. I really don't know. I mean, we know how much, I mean, we know how much gets teased. We know that that, uh, there's no way they didn't do that edge vignette without thinking people would read into it being Bray. There's no way, no way. There's two, I mean, like the the Seth picture being in a red light and, uh, you know, people finding like the sixes for Wyatt Six and all of that. Like, I feel like... um, I feel like there's every chance they put little things in there to get you to think that Bray was going to be connected to it. And then, you know, there's every chance that they have mentioned this to get you to think that Bray's connected to this. And again, it's not. And it's just a way of getting you to maybe tune in next week. Who knows? They might they might think that if we mention Buzzard, then people will tune in next week to see if we mention something else. And that's just a great way of getting you to tune in next week, isn't it? And next week they could mention rambling. You know, what's he rambling on about? Oh, you just mentioned rambling. Oh, my God. Bray Wyatt's coming back. When maybe not, you know, maybe not. Maybe it's just a wonderful way to get you to tune in each week and, you know, dangle that carrot. I mean, how long has that carrot been dangled? We've already, I think we're about a year, about 12 months since he left. And there's so many times when Bray fans have convinced themselves that he's coming back. That I would just I would just take it with a pinch of salt, yeah? I would just take it with a pinch of salt. I'm not saying that it's not connected with him because it could be, but equally I'm not saying it is. So I would just uh, take it with a pinch of salt. Don't blow it out of proportion and just wait and see what they do next week. Uh, Paul Heyman must be home getting better, said Melissa. Uh, can we check the scores? Uh, we can do that, but we'll get some people's thoughts first. Uh, are you doing a watch long for the KSI fights? I don't know. If it's tomorrow, no. Uh, my focus is tomorrow. I mean, really, my focus is tomorrow. This is the first time we're streaming on the new PC. So uh, we're streaming on the new PC tonight. So if things sound a little sharper or look a little nicer, that might explain it. But uh, the fact we've had no lag, might that might also explain that as well. So things are good right now. So my focus has been setting that up and getting ready for this weekend. Uh, Do you think with Sammy saying that Jay is ungrateful and Roman agreeing this could lead to a match between Sammy and Zay, says Rashawn? Yes, 
I think I could see that happening. One of those matches to kind of set all your differences. You know, once it's done, it's done. Maybe even like Jay, if Jay wins, I don't know, Sammy leaves the bloodline. If Sammy wins, then Jay's got to stop having a go at him. Maybe you could do something along those lines. I, I, I don't know. I mean, the possibilities are endless, aren't they? So, yeah. Uh, Melissa said, Seamus deserves to be intercontinental champion. He worked his ass off for WWE. Uh, Rotem said, forgot to mention, Kevin Owens was mentioned by Roman. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was nice, I suppose. So in that segment, he uh, said, uh, are you still friends with Kevin Owens? Sammy says, yeah, I see him around. And he's like, can you just let him know that I don't owe anyone anything? Uh, this this ties to Raw because on Raw, Kevin Owens said uh, he he had a match with Drew and it was an amazing match. You might remember like this is awesome chance and it was a real highlight of Raw. Well, at the end of it, because Owens had taken so much out of Drew, he said to the Usos, you know, tell your boy, tell your tribal chief um, that he owes me one, basically. You know, I've, wore, I've basically wore down Drew for him. I mean, he hasn't because Drew was fine tonight. But um, he still said, you know, tell him he owes me one. And so clearly they did. And uh, yeah, I did say on the watch long, it's kind of nice how a little throwaway line, which... You might not even have heard or might not even have caught because, um, you know, he's. I think he's shouting it as his music's playing. It's one of those. Uh, I like how that line is mentioned on Raw and it and it actually connects onto SmackDown and, you know, we see some playing out on it. Like these little details are what made this Roman story work for me at the start. Lots of little details, lots of little things about how what he said to him and the repercussions of that and you know, all these little details and how they connected. I, th I thought it was really, really great. And that really has been a big part of this Roman story. We've kind of moved away from it a little bit. But in the early days of this Roman title reign, those little details were a big thing. And um, it's nice to see them coming back now. It's nice to see that uh, that's still part of uh, the story. Uh, what pay-per-view will Sammy and Owens dethrone the Usos? I thought it would be Clash. But I'm guessing Usos defend the titles at the big show. Well, I mean, we could go that way or we could be going to Sammy taking on Roman. I mean, maybe Sammy and Kevin is probably more likely. But I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you if you can point to a show right now and say it's going to happen there. But I, I feel quite confident it won't be at Clash. Uh, give me a whole oh, yeah. Shout out to you. Said love the Reigns and Sammy dynamic. I agree. Give me a whole oh, yeah. Uh, William said, I could see something along the lines of the Usos getting jealous of Sammy for how he was being praised. Uh, I agree. I mean, I don't think this is going to play well with Jay at all. Jay is not going to be happy with this development. So I completely agree with you there. Uh, Melissa said, are you looking forward to Clash on September 3rd? Yeah, of course. Big for the UK. Um, I think I'm probably most pleased, and this is going to sound a bit lame, but uh, I think I'm probably most pleased for just the sheer amount of people we have in our community that have said to me they're going. You know, I'm sat here in the UK, and obviously we have, uh, because of the time that we do the watch-alongs, uh, I would say the majority of our community is made up of probably people from America and Canada. Um, but we obviously still have uh, a lot of people join us from India and Europe and the UK and Australia and, you know, all over the world. But it's been really nice having different people on Twitter and YouTube comments during the watch alongs, just kind of saying, oh, I'm so excited. I've got my tickets. I am going to Clash at the Castle. And uh, I feel like this show, maybe more than any other, I've had more people telling me they're going and uh, along to it. So I'm just, I'm really excited that those people will get a chance to actually see a big premium live event here in the UK. So, uh, it, I mean, look, it's going to be a great show. I can't wait to do the watch long for it. Um, you know, I'm sure we'll see some beautiful shots of Cardiff. It's a great place. Uh, I've been there, you know, three, four times in my life. And um, I love Cardiff. It's brilliant. It's, it genuinely is a really cool place. And, um, it's got great shopping. It's got a castle. Legitimately, it's got a castle. Uh, it's got a big uh, stadium. They've got um, loads of uh, great pubs and places to eat around there. It's a great place to visit. 
So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Uh, Big Time Baxter said, when do you think Charlotte returns? Uh, I think there's a chance that it will be Clash. I think there's a chance it will be Clash. Uh, give me a whole yeah, said cheers for that. I'm interested to know whether you prefer going to shows or reporting them. It's obviously a different experience. Um, I will probably prefer doing this to actually going. Um, it sounds a bit strange, I know, but I think if I was to go with a load of mates, which to be honest, I've always had friends that are into wrestling, but I've never had a group of mates that were into wrestling. Like the kid over the road enjoyed it. The kid I went to, a few kids at school I went with enjoyed it. A couple of people I used to work with enjoyed it. But I've never had that group of friends so that have enjoyed it. So I think if I had that, I think I'd probably prefer going. Because, you, know, uh, you know, Steve, John, whoever, go down. You have some drinks beforehand and everything. And, uh, you know, it's a big social thing. And I can imagine that being a lot of fun. And maybe you'd all dress up as well as like different wrestlers, have a good time, have a few drinks, get wasted. Who knows, right? But it's obviously not the same kind of a thing if you go with just, you know, one friend. Um, or I've been to shows on my own and, you know, that's obviously a very different experience as well. So I kind of feel like um, if I was to go to Clash, I'd easily be able to get like a couple of friends to go with me. And I'm sure we'd have a great time. But I have a great time just hanging out with you guys on the watch alongs and, you know, just kind of sharing thoughts, seeing what people are saying. Um, I, I get a much wider perspective of what people are thinking and feeling, because when you're sat there, you can go on Twitter, I suppose. But I don't know, there's, there's nothing like something happening and looking in the chat and seeing that instant reaction from you lot and seeing what you lot are thinking and what you lot are feeling. And I, I know I'd be sat there just missing all of that. So I think it's really change the way that i watch wrestling but i love doing it i love i just love love it so yeah i'd i think if i was to go i'd i'd, I'd be sitting there thinking i wish i was streaming this i wish i, I, I would want to be streaming it so i think um you know i perfect example i could have gone to clash i mean it would be nothing for me to have got tickets and gone but i haven't instead i'm doing the watch along for it so uh yeah that's that answers the question doesn't it i suppose but um, I think there's one thing that I would love to go to, and that is Access. I would love to go to WrestleMania Access. That's something which, to actually see a lot of those statues, those uh, robes that have been worn and the ring-worn gear, and I think you can even get into an actual ring. So to actually get into a WWE ring, they've done it in the past where you can get into the Elimination Chamber, they set up the elimination chamber and you can actually go into it and get your picture taken in there. And then they've got like the old 90s entranceway, the neon entranceway and the big raw letters and Hall of Fame displays and just like loads of crazy stuff that you can interact with and get pictures with. You know, like I think they've had like um, uh, Piper's pit backdrop set up and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, man, love to go and see that. Just They just pull a load of stuff out of the warehouse. That, to me, would be really special. Really special. I'd, I'd do that over WrestleMania. I'd, I'd do that over WrestleMania. In fact, if WrestleMania was in Florida next year, I could see myself being tempted going, but not going to WrestleMania, doing access, and then streaming WrestleMania. The only problem is, if I go to Florida, there's no guarantee the internet wherever I'm staying would be very strong or strong enough. So, I don't know. Uh, Jim said you could have done a meet and greet before the show. Mm, that's true. Uh, Daisa said friends. Bray return confirmed said Rotom. Uh, prediction Punk against Moxley in Cleveland will end in a time limit draw and the rematch will be at the pay-per-view. Uh, what the heck? Are you serious? Am I serious? What about? About preferring to stream than actually go? Yes. Otherwise, I wouldn't have said it. Uh, on Rampage, they've con confirmed the return of the Casino Ladder Match at All Out. Uh, Jason said, you should hit up Trips to do a live stream at the pay-per-view uh, at the show. You got this. Call me, Trips. Call me. That would be fun. I'd be down for that. They used to do those watch-longs, didn't they? I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like our community would be lost 
in like the wider WWE universe, which would be a shame. So uh, I don't know, but yeah, I mean, look, the watch alongs, are, they're just so much fun to do that, um, I don't know, just really enjoy them. Uh, it's everyday bro, Jake Paul fan. Shout out to you. Right, I'll tell you what we'll do. Let's uh, jump over and have a look, shall we? The vote feels like that time to uh, go and have a look and see what these uh, scores were. If you want to uh, get your thoughts in, you can still do that at the top of the live chat uh, on YouTube because this goes out onto, not live, but afterwards it goes to Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. So this does go out as like a bit of a podcast. So if ever you miss the show and you just want to catch up with what happened, the, these are out there for you. Or you can join us live on YouTube. If you are watching us live, you can go into the chat. There's a link at the top. You can click on that and that will take you to the Google Sheet and uh, you can then uh, vote away. So uh, we'll go down some of these scores, uh, read what uh, some of the comments and uh, jump in the chat and then we'll wrap this baby up. So we've had a uh, good amount of responses. Not bad. Um, we've got uh, most responses. Very close, though. Uh, most responses... Uh, for 7.5, but not far behind is 7. So 7.57 is looking like the score for this show, which I think is very fair. I think it's fair. I think it's a good show. And I think 7 or 7.5 reflects that. So, yeah, I think that's fair. I might even actually break the scoring down a little more now, you know. I'm kind of tempted to introduce like 7.25, 7.75, 6.75, just to give people more options. Now that it's up and running and we know it works, like from a scoring point of view, I might do that. So uh, 7.5 at the moment. I won't say that's the final score, but that's where we are. Uh, we've got uh, favourite people's uh, parts of the show then. So uh, we've got Roman and Sammy segment. That actually got three responses. So Roman and Sammy. Uh, we got quite a long one here. Triple H, Triple H is making Ronda look like a beast. Good to see Toxic winning. Uh, Sammy, Sheamus, Corbin, Ricochet, Moss was awesome. Crowd was electric. I agree. Uh, I didn't watch, but um, what do you think about NXT UK closing? We could see a lot of people in 2.0. Do you think the main stars of NXT UK will be on NXT and I can't believe they released Trent Seven. We did speak about this before. Uh, many of you might not know. We do actually do an hour before SmackDown begins. So not only do we do an hour after the show, we do an hour before the show. And we did talk about NXT UK. So we can just touch on that quickly. I feel sorry for the wrestlers that got released. I do wonder if some of them will be brought back. Trent Seven in particular. Because Trent Seven does a lot, I think, behind the scenes. He's got his own uh, wrestling promotion. So... He knows how to promote. He knows how to produce. He knows, you know, I've got to think he's interested in the behind the scenes stuff as well as being an on-screen talent. I just get the feeling that Trent Seven would like to be involved really in any way possible. And I have to think that Triple H has got respect for Trent Seven. I can't believe they've just released him. I, I really think he is someone that comes back. I really think he's someone that comes back. I don't think all of them come back though, because I think if you've got NXT Europe, you need spaces on that that card. You need to have spaces where the this European talent can come in. And if you've just clogged it full of UK talent, you're limiting the amount of room you've got on that roster. So unfortunately, I think it was a bit of a need to cut. I understand that why they've done it. But someone like Trent just doesn't make sense to me. And someone like Millie McKenzie does not make sense to me either. There are still people, though, that have not been cut. Plenty of people, you know, Miko Satamora, for example, has not been cut, and she hasn't shown up in NXT. So I don't know if uh, those that remain will go to NXT until NXT Europe starts, or if they're going to be, like, furloughed kind of a thing where they're just not going to be used, and then they'll bring them back when NXT Europe starts. Um, there is apparently plans to have people invade NXT 2.0 or I don't know if they're going to invade or if they're just going to be booked to be, appear on the show. But I do expect some more talent to be on there. I think that talent will be your Miko Satamoras, 
will be your, I don't know where Noam Dar is, to be honest. I didn't see Noam Dar on that list of people that got cut. Um, and William Regal's kid as well. I can't remember his name. I don't, I don't remember seeing his name on that uh, cut list. You've still got people like Nigel McGuinness, who was the commentator who I didn't see got, get cut either. So I think there's still plenty of people around. Maybe they're going to be used on 2.0. Maybe they're just going to be parked and not used, um, but then brought back for NXT Europe. Miko should be part of that. Um, Nigel McGuinness should be part of that. I'm quite excited for NXT Europe. I think they need to get away from the BT studios. It just makes it feel very, like, boring, stale. There is a crowd, but you can only fit so many people in there. It's a real small crowd. We might be at, like, 100, 200, something like that. It's not many people. So uh, we do need to uh, get out of there, get back on the road, um, like, you know, drum up some interest as we go around the country. Uh, and now, potentially, next year, I go around Europe. I mean, imagine that, you know. Uh, I've got to think that going to Germany is going to feel different to going to Italy. It's going to feel different to going to Spain. Like, we're just not used to that because, you know, WWE just go around America, which sadly largely feels the same. Um, but now we're going, you know, all across different countries. I mean, how exciting. That brand, I'm really interested in it. Really interested in it. In all fairness, I would have been interested in NXT UK if it had just had a bit more of a spotlight on it. But it just really got felt like it was pushed to the side, sort of forgotten about. And it was such a shame. So, yeah, I'm gutted for the talent that's been released. Obviously, we're going to need to wait and see what happens when NXT Europe starts. It's going to be really interesting to see all the announcements, though. And uh, will there be a tournament? How are they going to introduce the new faces? When does it start? I've only heard 2023, but is that early 23, late 23? I don't know. Can't wait to find out, to be honest. So, yeah, I'm gutted and excited at the same time. And I think surely Trent Seven comes back at some point. Uh, Fatal Five Way, Sami Zayn's pop was great. Roman getting laid out instead of having the Usos beat someone up was good. Really loved the Sammy and Roman segment. Uh, Sammy is a huge star. Carrion's promo, Roman's segments. Ronda being arrested. That was from Hayden. Uh, can you put a member link in the chat so I can be a member? I don't even know how to do that. There should be a join button on the homepage, but I don't know how to connect a link or anything. This should just be a button. Uh, Sammy gets cheered out the building. Uh, Five-way match was good. Opening match was low-key fire. That was the women's tag match. Roman Sammy, Roman Sammy, Toxic Attraction debut. Rome, uh, Ronda being a badass, Toxic Attraction. Everything involving Sammy. Sarah Logan! Yes. Uh, Drew ending. Right, that's what people are loving. Is Hit Row about to be mentioned? <laughs> Uh, 11 responses said nothing. Two responses, hit row. Another two responses, hit row. Uh, we got another long comment here. Drew should end Roman's 700-day reign. Um, ba -ba -ba. This is how you build up talent. Uh, Liv Morgan match, I wasn't into it, but Triple H is doing great work. The whole Roman segment was uh, still the usual long, boring ending. Mm. Um, spending time with the Wrestling Days community members. Hayden, what? that's your least favourite thing, Hayden. How offensive. Uh, the Drew promo was brutal and it built to clash with him is cringe at best. Hit row brackets, they should stick to wrestling because they can't rap. Uh, Intercontinental Championship number one was someone's least favourite. Hit Row and MMM segment was a bit flat. Uh, maybe the Hit Row segment, just a bit random. Viking Raider promo wasn't even that bad. Hit Row, women's tag match, live and Shotzi. Ending felt very rushed. The rap was awkward AF. Uh, Viking Raider segment, Ronda gets arrested. Viking Raiders promo, maximum male models, Max Dupree. Hit Row singing, the first hour, the whole first hour. So uh, there we go. That gives you an idea of what people enjoyed uh, and what people didn't enjoy. Let's jump back over to the chat. Actually, one thing I'm just going to do is what is that final score? Because that will be our final score. 
Final score is 7.5. So uh, 7.5 is the final score for this week. Right, let's get the uh, final thoughts then as we uh, wrap this uh, stream up. I really appreciate people joining us for everything you need to know. Hopefully, we do cover everything in that like first 20 minutes where we break the show down. If we do forget anything, you guys are great at just mentioning it in the chat. Then we get the scores. We get what people liked. We get what people didn't like. I do like these uh, uh, post-show reviews. We do tick a lot of boxes here. Uh, James said, Regal's son is called Charlie Dempsey. Thank you. Uh, Charlie Dempsey, that is a name I did not see get mentioned. So I think he is still with them. Uh, do you think WWE should script Hit Road to do certain raps? Because if they do it by themselves, we're in for a rough road. I think I think the Hit Row segment, to me, is one that divides opinion. I think they can... I, th I feel like B-Fab can rap. And I think that Top Dollar's all right, right? I don't think he's amazing. I don't know that he's got a career in rap. But uh, I think he can deliver verses. And uh, he can spit as the kids say. I, I just think that the actual content of it, I mean, I don't know. If I go back and listen to it, some of the lines might have been great, but nothing was really landing because there was like a drone in the background that was the back end that just did, that seemed out of key. It didn't seem, uh, it just didn't seem something that I can say that they should be proud of. I mean, I feel like with the acclaimed, they come down. It's a real basic, yo, Liz scene. And then they go into their couple of lines. They're not really showing off. They're just, you know, putting in a few cheeky little lines. And it gets the reaction that's needed. Doesn't outstay its welcome. People actually look forward to it now. It does a job. The hit road thing is, is long. It's not going to be to everyone's taste. Seemingly, there's nothing in there that's fun. It's all like, we're back now. You know, we're going to own this place, all that kind of stuff. So I kind of feel like if they were to go down the comedy road a bit more and actually don't do it live, do it as a music video, just keep it shorter as well. Like we don't need as much as what they just gave us. Just give us the highlights. Do it as a uh, music video. Don't do it live. Make sure that it gets double checked so it sounds better. I, I think that it could work then. I, I, I don't think you need to completely take the rap away from them because... I feel like this group, they are all about that. It's That's what they do. That's what they are. And I think what they're showing you is that they can do it as well. They're not just a gimmick. Like They can do it. They can rap. It's something I think they're quite proud of. i got respect for that. I, I respect them for that. I just think that this one really divided opinion. Some people were into it. Some people enjoyed it. 50-odd percent, as I said, in our poll. But there was 49-point-some-odd percent that didn't. And that 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 needs to change. Like you need to get to like, I don't know, 70, 30, 80, 20. Yeah, 50, 50 to me is not good enough. So uh, I would I would tweak it. Let's put it that way and see what the reaction is then. And then um, I think you'll you'll get somewhere with it in the end. You'll get somewhere. Uh, would you like Christian Cage back? Um, not particularly. I think he's doing good. He's doing all right in AEW. Um He's not someone I'm desperate to see come back. He's not someone that I think we desperately need. Maybe if Edge is outnumbered, it would be cool to see those two together again. But I think Christian's kind of, you know, he's out of Edge's shadow in AEW. In WWE, you could argue he will always be in Edge's shadow. He will always be the Marty Jannetty. And that's, in a way, not really very fair to Christian. So he's a good talent. And he deserves to stand on his own two feet. And I think he can do that in AEW. Uh, Noam Dart is still there, says James. Uh, Hit Row should do a diss after they win, not at the start. Uh, that's true. I mean, for them to come out and do a diss track this week might not have made much sense, but they could have uh, they could have attacked Maximum Male Models lyrically. Uh, they could have chucked them out the ring and then uh, laid into them about how cringe they are. And, you know, we could have got, you know, some of, that's what the acclaimed would have done. The acclaimed would have come out and they would have, uh, like, you know, lyrically laid into maximum male models and then they would have beaten them up. Um, here, you can't really do that. Well, I suppose you could, but you just have to do the the track in the entrance way. 
and have maximum male models like reacting. And that might have been better. But the problem is, if you do that, you're going to be compared to the acclaimed. You're going to be seen as an acclaimed ripoff. You're going to be acclaimed 2.0. So I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to give you hit row in a way that it's not compared to the acclaimed at the moment. And that's a bit of a problem because I think what they're doing is just not quite working. But I don't want to be too down on it, believe it or not, because I do think they could get somewhere with it. I see the potential. I see what they're trying to do. I just don't think it's quite landing at the moment. But I'm intrigued to see where it goes. I'm intrigued to see what happens. We'll see. Uh, do you think NXT UK was created to run the UK independent scene dry? No. I think uh, what they wanted is they wanted a permanent presence here. And I think they saw that the UK independent scene was doing really well. And if someone's doing well in wrestling, uh, WWE are going to want to be a part of it. I mean, you could you could make the argument that they saw it was doing well and they wanted to come in and control it. And they wanted to, you know be the biggest player and like you know have all the independents feed into them they could have gone that down that road but i certainly don't think they've come in and opened it to ruin the independent scene or as you say run it dry or or anything along those lines i think that they saw that you know progress was doing well rev pro was doing well um the one in scotland i can't remember what it's called i insane wrestling summer that was doing well um, Pro Wrestling Eve is doing well. There's little promotions all around the UK that had really, you know, started to get some momentum. And I think WWE just wanted to make sure that they had a presence here and that they were a part of that. And they've come in, they've done that. But their plans, I think, were always to be bigger than just UK. Um, I don't really know why they settled on UK and why they didn't just launch Europe when they started. But I think it's probably because the talent in Europe wasn't quite there. And so the UK talent was there. So, well, we'll start with the UK and then, you know, we'll take it from there. Whether this was the plan all along to turn NXT UK into NXT Europe, I don't know. What I can tell you is when Triple H did his presentation a few years ago, if you actually look at the graphic that he puts up, uh, that graphic uh, very much has um, NXT Europe. It very much has NXT Europe. It doesn't have NXT UK. The NXT is in the heart of Europe and all of Europe is... Now, you know, as I said, they could have just changed it and made that NXT Europe because, you know, NXT UK is where Gunther is. And uh, Amy, is it Emile, the first French female who I think has been let go now? She was in NXT UK. So, you know, NXT UK sort of became NXT Europe. Either way, they felt the need now to move away from the UK branding and to launch something fresh and new. And well, here we are. Um, ICW. And don't forget the Irish one. OTT. Mm -hmm. Good shout. Uh, I'm sure Top Dollar has been doing the gimmick on the indies way longer than the acclaimed, says James. He could have been. He'll, he'll still be compared to that, though, because the acclaimed have come in first, haven't they? So even though he might have been doing it on the indies before... It's it's visually optics are going to be that the acclaim got there first. So, um, you know, people will always uh, say that it's just, you know, copied off them. Even if he does come out with proof and say, I've been doing this from whatever, you know, to people that watch AEW and whatever, it will always be seen as being a cheap copy. How much that bothers you? I don't know how much that bothers uh, WWE, I don't know. I mean, d could they just change it and run with it and whatever anyway? Don't know. They could. But um, I have to think that's maybe why they're not, because it would be better if they did that. If they just came out and did a few kind of diss track lines, that's, that's to me, that's better. It, it still gets over their gimmick, still shows that they can do it, but also it's just a bit more entertaining than having to sit through like a three-minute actual rap song, which... Divided opinion 50-50, you know. Uh, James said Emily was released. Uh, sadness. Uh, did hear NXT Japan, NXT India, NXT China were the next projects back in 2019 before the pandemic hit. Yes. 
Right, anyway, look, we've done an hour and I have still got a few things to set up for our uh, streams tomorrow with UFC and Joshua against Usyk. Big thank you to everyone that joined us. Hope you enjoyed uh, SmackDown. Uh, don't forget, we are, and I can't, I can't stress it enough, I'm so appreciative of everyone that joins us for these post-show reviews. Uh, I really mean that as well because this is obviously something we haven't been doing very long, but it's something I really believe in. It's something that I enjoy doing and love getting your thoughts after these shows as well. So I, I just want to say a thank you, that's all. And as I said, you can check these out on Stitcher, Spotify, and all that kind of stuff if you do miss it live. Uh, and, of course, the videos are up as well. So, yeah, but a big thank you. We will be back on uh, Monday for Raw, but, of course, tomorrow for those uh, non-wrestling streams. But, uh, yes, we will be back for Raw, of course. And we will be doing NXT as well on Tuesday. We will do NXT. So big, big thank you. Enjoy the rest of your evenings. Thanks a lot for the support and everything. And I will see you again next time. Bye for now.